1902-1909 by Arthur Conan Doyle, read for LibriVox.org by Catherine R. Salazar. 1902-1909 They recruited William Evans from the plow-tail and the spade. Ten years' service in the Devons left him smart as they are made. Thirty or a trifle older, rather over six foot high, trim of waist and broad of shoulder, yellow-haired and blue of eye short of speech and very solid fixed in purpose as a rock slow deliberate and stolid of the real west country stock he had never been to college got his teaching in the corps you can pick up useful knowledge twixt saltash and singapore old field cornet pete van selling lived just northward of the vall and he called his whitewashed dwelling lesbock farm renoster crawl in his politics unbending, stern of speech and grim of face, he pursued the never-ending quarrel with the English race. Grizzled hair and face of copper, hard as nails from work and sport, just the model of a dopper of the fierce old fighting sort. With a shaggy-bearded quota, on commando at his order, he went off with Louis Bota, trucking for the British border. When Natal was first invaded, he was fighting night and day. Then he scouted and he raided with Dewet and Delaney, till he had a brush with Plumer, got a bullet in his arm, and returned in sullen humor to the shelter of his farm. Now it happened that the Devons, moving up in that direction, sent their color sergeant Evans, foraging with half a section. By a friendly Dutchman guided, a Van Eloff or de Villiers, they were promptly trapped and hided, in a manner too familiar. When the sudden scrap was ended, and they sorted out the bag, Sergeant Evans lay extended, Mazaritis in his leg. So the Kaffirs bore him cursing from the scene of his disaster, and they left him to the nursing of the daughters of their master. Now the second daughter, Sadie, but the subject why pursue, wounded youth and tender lady, ancient tale but ever new. On the step they spent the gloaming, watched the shadows on the veldt, or she led her cripple roaming to the eucalyptus belt. He would lie and play with Jacko, the baboon from Bushman's Crawl, smoked Magalliesburg tobacco while she lisped to him in tall, till he felt that he had rather he had died amid the slaughter if the harshness of the father were not softened by the daughter. So he asked an English question, and she answered him in Dutch. But her smile was a suggestion, and he treated it as such. Now among Renoster copies, somewhat northward of the Vall, you may see four little chappies, three can walk and one can crawl. And the blue of Transvaal heavens is reflected in their eyes, each a little William Evans, smaller model pocket size each a little burger peat of the hardy boer race two great people seem to meet in the tiny sunburned face and they often greatly wonder why old grandad and papa should have been so far asunder till united by mamma and when asked are you a boer or a little englishman each will answer short and sure i'm a south african but the father answers chaffing, Africans but British too, and the children echo laughing, half of mother, half of you. 
It may seem a crude example in an isolated case, but the story is a sample of the welding of the race. So from bloodshed and from sorrow, from the pains of yesterday, comes the nation of tomorrow, broadly based and built to stay. Loyal spirits, strong in union, joined by kindred, faith, and blood, brothers in the wide communion of our Seagirt Brotherhood. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.